You're listening to the FIC podcast. National Director John Stevens gives an update on the latest lockdown guidance and the implications for churches. Um, uh, quite a lot is going on um, in Scotland. Um, the churches in Scotland are able to open um, uh, again from this weekend. So it's great news for churches in Scotland, albeit that they're limited to a maximum of 50 people. And I haven't had a chance to have a look at it uh, yet, but I understand that the Scottish Judicial Review case um, found in favour and that the uh, lockdown on churches in Scotland was unlawful, which is a really important and good step. The judgment is going to need some careful consideration. It looks as though um, the implication of the judgment is some of the earlier lockdowns would have been um, uh, lawful because of the particular circumstances of the virus, but this later lockdown was not lawful. Um, so we'll look into the implications of that and um, uh, see what that might mean for the future. But that is um, good news. Uh, in terms of the rights of churches to be able to um, remain uh, open. Um, I want to just uh, speak particularly about the situation in England and how things are unfolding. Um, There's going to be significant change this week. I've referred to this before, but it might be helpful for us just to um, emphasise what's going to change this week and what that might mean um, for churches. So from the 29th of March, um, the stay at home order that's been in place is going to be lifted. Um, So um, that's going to be replaced by the advice to stay as local as possible. So to minimise your travel outside of your area, but the basic presumption that you've got to stay at home will no longer uh, be in place. Um, Churches in England are already open and um, people can gather for public worship. There's no change uh, in in relation to um, uh, sort of churches. The big difference that comes in on the 29th of March is that qualifying groups uh, can meet um, outdoors. A qualifying group is a maximum of six people um, or two households. Um, uh, So um, uh, you can now have outdoor gatherings of up to six people or two households in total. um, And that includes in private uh, gardens. That's obviously going to open up many more opportunities for people in church to be able to meet together and gather together, uh, both in public places and in um, uh, their gardens. Uh, Worth noting that for the purposes of a qualifying group, a linked childcare household is treated as a single um, household. So where you formed a linked household, that is treated as a single household for the purposes of being able to uh, gather. Um, Having said that there's that ability to be able to meet in groups of six or two, it's worth emphasising that where there are qualifying groups, they must not mix or mingle with other groups outside. So, for example, if after church you've got people going outside in groups of six or of two households, the uh, groups of six or two households must remain separate from the other groups of six or two households. There can't be a mixing or a mingling between the groups uh, outdoors. That's back to um, uh, what we were familiar with uh, uh, sort of last uh, year. At the same time as um, allowing um, uh, groups to be able to meet um, outdoors, Organised sport for children and adults will be permitted outdoors from the 29th of March, as will organised children's activities. So that's some events that are put on exclusively for children. Um, And also you'll be able to have outdoor parents and child groups with a maximum of 15 uh, parents present. More precisely, um, having read the legislation with a maximum of 15 people over five present. So um, under fives are not counted for the 15 limit, but if you're over five, you count towards that um, maximum. Uh, Again, that opens up opportunities for churches to be able to do things that they haven't been able to do Um, uh, in those groups. Um, It's worth saying that those um, um, outdoor parents and child groups can't take place in a private garden. 
they have to be um, in a public um, uh, sort of place. Um, uh, weddings can take place now with a maximum of six after the 29th without it being exceptional circumstances and funerals with a maximum of 30. Um, you can of course continue um, under the regulations to have support groups meeting indoors um, uh, in a maximum of 15. We've talked about this many times. This is supporting people with mental health issues, new parents, um, uh, 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 addicts. Um, uh, uh, again, not in private premises, but on in church. You can have um, your group uh, of 15 um, uh, meeting. You can continue to meet um, indoors for work and the provision of charitable services, um, uh, which, as we've said before, includes things like food banks, um, etc. Um, the legislation, the new rules um, allow you to meet for education and training. Um, but the caveat here to point out is that the way that education and training is now defined is it must be for some kind of accredited qualification, which I think means it's very difficult for us to classify any of our church activities as falling within the education and training definition, unlike the previous regulation is a much tighter definition of precisely what education and training uh, is. Again, penalties are imposed for breaching the um, lockdown restrictions, ranging from an initial penalty of £200 up to £6,400 for multiple uh, breaches of the rules on uh, gatherings. And those who organise gatherings of more than 30 people at this point let render, let render themselves liable for um, a fine of potentially um, a, a, a sort of £10,000. It's worth saying that in terms of what we're able to do and how we're able to meet indoors and outdoors, um, this is going to be the regime until the 17th of May. Um, so um, I don't think there's any indication government is going to move that um, sort of earlier, um, uh, but it's not until the 17th of May that they'll begin to be um, a, a sort of allowance for um, groups to be able to meet indoors and a larger group of people to meet um, outdoors. So um, this is going to be um, the uh, position that we're in um, for the next uh, couple of months. Um, in April the 12th, there'll be some more retail and um, uh, shops that will open, but it won't fundamentally change the way that we can gather. Also, just to update you, I've heard absolutely nothing further from the government in relation to singing, in relation to whether outdoor singing will permit, be permitted or whether there'll be any Easter dispensation. Um, and uh, obviously we will let you know as soon as we hear something, I'm sure that as soon as the government's decided, if it has decided, it will be sending out an email to church leaders and we'll be able to let you know. But there's been no progress other than the indication that I've already uh, kind of highlighted last week that they are thinking about the issue. So I hope that gives you um, uh, sort, of a, sort of a bit of an update. It does um, enable us to do more things after the 29th of March than um, we were able um, to do. So in our churches, let's make the most of um, those uh, opportunities. I'm sure many of us will be looking forward to having families and others uh, around for barbecues in the garden. Um, even if it's a little bit chillier than we would like, it will be great to be able to um, gather together with people. Um, in your update at the beginning, John, you mentioned that there will be no changes now, especially until the 17th of May. Just a bit of confusion on the chat about uh, the 12th of April. We are right to say that youth and children's work can begin from the 12th of April, that's, that's not changed. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I've not comprehensively covered anything. I was primarily talking about the way that we gather as churches and in churches and who we can mix with. So, yes, there are some minor changes coming in on the 12th of April, um, including youth and children's activities. But in terms of the broad terms of what it's like to come to church and who you can mix with at church, that's what I meant. Thanks, John. In terms of uh, social distancing, we've often talked about um, two metres or one metre 
plus with mitigations. Is there any changes to that for churches thinking about sort of moving out of lockdown? Can they move from kind of two metres to, to one metre plus with mitigations to get more people in? Uh, well, um, that's a question that's been asked a lot of times. The current guidance hasn't changed. The guidance is it should be two metres social distancing or one metre with additional mitigations. The problem is that the guidance has always been slightly messy because it's included amongst those potential mitigations face coverings. And of course, in churches, you're required to wear face coverings anyway. So it's not a matter of law, it's a matter of guidance. The other kinds of mitigations that are particularly kind of emphasised are ventilation, so that um, there's a particular problem if you're in buildings and there isn't airflow. And of course, people sitting not facing each other. So if you're not facing each other and the way your seating is set out, that can be mitigating. Um, the key thing is that in your church context, you've got to approach it by drawing up a risk assessment that indicates that um, the environment will be COVID safe. So whatever position you choose to adopt, whatever way you interpret the guidance, what you're really obliged to do is to have a risk assessment as to why this will be COVID safe for the people who are gathering. So um, uh, I think um, most churches have not taken it that because you're wearing face masks alone, that means we'll be happy for everybody to sit one metre apart. Um, usually most churches have interpreted as meaning if you're going to go less than two metres, you've got to have more than just the face covering as a justification for why you do that. But that's an issue for individual churches and their trustees to work through in their risk assessment. But there's no indication at this point that government is going to change that position. And as I've said, what's not clear is whether or not that social distancing requirement will be changed when it comes to January, when it comes to, to June. Um, we may well be able to be in bigger groups inside in June, but that doesn't necessarily, and, 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 and mingle and mix, but that doesn't guarantee that there'll be no social distancing. So a question linked to that then, John, looking ahead to the 17th of May, um, when you're gathering people indoors from the 17th of May in groups of six, will those six people have to be socially distanced or will they be able to sit closer together as their group of six? Um, I think that primarily depends on whether they're members of a household or not. So that will depend on the social distancing rules. So this is back to where we were, in fact, last year. Probability is that social distancing will apply to people who are not in the same household or at least be recommended or advised. Clearly not for those who are in the same household because they're mixing and mingling already. Thanks, John. Final one then uh, as we just tick past there at one o'clock. Um, after the 29th of March, can a church serve coffee outside to people sat in groups of six on their premises? Um, uh, my reading of the uh, kind of legislation and the regulations is that would be allowed. You'd have to um, look at, again, the guidance specifically for hospitality and how that is to be served and offered um, and look at um, the precise requirements there and the, whatever the social distancing requirements are uh, kind of for that. You're not obviously running a retail business. You're not running um, a, a sort of a cafe as such, but you would have to be very careful in observing what are the guidance for um, uh, sort of supply of food and, and drink. Um, I think you'd then have to build that very clearly into your risk assessment as to how that would be done. Thanks for listening to the FIC podcast. For more resources for church leaders, subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app and visit our website at fiec.org.uk.